if I say something, you may doubt me. But if you say something, surely it must be true. This little expression lies at the heart of the idea of social proof. And social proof is what we'll explore here in the podcast today. Hi, Ivan Zood here. Welcome in. I am so happy to have you here. This is the BA $100,000 Haircutter Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 8. And Episode 8 is 8 in a series that I've used to kick off 2021, focusing on building or growing sales behind your haircut chair. This is number 8 in the 8-part series. Of course, we'll be back next week, but on an entirely different note. But today, we're looking at social proof. In the introduction, I said, if I say it to you, you might doubt me. If you say it, surely it must be true. Social proof, otherwise known as testimonials or reviews as they're commonly heard or seen on the web. This is one of the most powerful and effective forms of advertising or one of the most effective marketing tools you can ever use. It's no wonder they've surged in popularity. Uh, I think, you know, in, in recent times, the Amazon review really became one of the core elements of what allowed Amazon to gain traction in the very beginning. The reviews, not from originally when Amazon was books, not from the guy who wrote the book, and not from somebody who's trying to sell you the book, but, but from other readers who read the book and offered up their thoughts on the book. You know, if you look at a number of my books, if you look at $100,000 Haircutter, 100 by 100 and the new Professional Haircutters Pricing Playbook, all of those books carry testimonials printed on the back covers. Words, thoughts, and ideas about the books coming from readers of my books. Now, you can also look those books up on Amazon, and there are reviews on Amazon as well from people who have had exposure to and read the books. Now, you might bring up an interesting question, which of course came up as I was formulating my thoughts and ideas to prepare and put together this podcast, and that was the first seven episodes in this series were about active things you can do behind the haircut chair to increase sales. And what about this review thing? That feels a little bit passive. People post reviews about you and what you do, and other people see them. Where is it active? And that's why this is included as episode eight, why it is relevant to this conversation is because while reviews themselves are passive, these are things other people say about you, the process of securing these reviews really needs to be very active, not passive at all. Very straight up, you need to ask. You need to ask clients to post reviews. You need to make it super, super easy for clients to post reviews. You can't just wait on the outside chance that maybe 
Someone will post a review. You know, we're the beneficiary of compliments all the time. Oh my God, I love the way you did my hair. Oh my God, I love my new haircut. Oh, I'm great that you love it. You know, it would be great if you would post a review. What can you do to make it easy? Well, if you have a newsletter, you can email a link to your review page, whether it's Google, Yelp, TripAdvisor, or a review and testimonial opportunity within your own website. Lots of places to do that, or on your Facebook page. You know, if you've got a newsletter, you can post the links in the newsletter. You can email the links directly to your customers. Say, hey, Jimmy, I know you like the big change haircut you got. Here's a link to my review page. Would you do me a favor, spend a moment, and post a review? Now, when we're talking about asking, we probably should talk a little bit about compensating and whether or not this represents an ethical issue or dilemma. I don't think it does as long as you compensate certain ways. I think paying cash for reviews is a bad idea. I don't think you should need to. I think it really crosses the line of what is or isn't ethically kind of feeling okay. Kind of starts to feel a wee bit icky in my opinion. But compensating people for taking the time to post a review with, with maybe a free service. Hey, if you post a review on my website, I will offer you a complimentary conditioning treatment on your next visit. Uh, reviews might be a great way to tie into a sampling initiative. Hey, we've got some great samples of some new products we've just added to our offerings, and uh, I will give you this sample in exchange for posting a quick review about our shop or about my services or our technical work or one of our team members or something like that. Products and services as a form of sampling, I think, is fair compensation for reviews. Uh, cash just doesn't feel right. So reviews can be incredibly powerful. You know, I remember a while back, I can't cite the exact source, but there are statistics out there to be found that talk about how important reviews are to other consumers, the percentage of consumers that consult reviews before making a purchase, the amount of weight that consumers give to independent reviews found on you know, sites like Amazon or Yelp or TripAdvisor, things like that. You know, for a while there, I think it was Yelp in particular, got a little bit of uh, bad publicity for suppressing positive reviews or for promoting positive reviews for businesses or brands that advertised on Yelp. Uh, I think that issue has largely gone away. I think the, the uh, icky underside of that kind of got exposed and, and some of those things went away. But um, how importantly those reviews are considered by people making purchases, I think that's a big deal. Now, the next aspect of this is the question of Okay, I've got reviews. I've got good reviews. I've got a good number of good reviews. How do I make sure they get seen? And that's the second element of this where, again, it becomes active. While asking clients for reviews behind the chair is an active behind the chair activity, an active activity, um, I hope you followed the logic on that, um, the posting of reviews, while that is downtime, that is administrative time, that is marketing activity time, not so much directly behind the chair time, but again, it's taking 
an active role in using those reviews. You got to share these testimonials. You've got to post them to your social channels. And I think there are a myriad of opportunities to post reviews socially. Um, YouTube, of course. Uh, by posting a review in one form or another to a YouTube channel, you also generate a shareable link of that review, especially if that review came in in a form that is not shareable. So what do I mean by that? Let's say you get a really wonderful thank you note or a letter from a customer thanking you for your service or your products or what you've done for them. That thank you note in and of itself is not shareable, but you could take a picture of it and post it to Instagram. You could uh, paraphrase it and uh, post it as a quote. Uh, you could post a video of a compilation of quotes to your YouTube channel, then post the link to the YouTube video in your social spaces and social places. Twitter. Just the soundbite nature of Twitter is perfect for sharing recent reviews of your business. And the key there would be hashtagging in such a way that those reviews become findable when searched or when people are searching for things. You know, for instance, if you're in Chicago, which I am, and you do haircuts, which I do, and you receive a positive review on a haircut that is tweetable, you can quote it, perhaps the hashtag Chicago, hashtag haircut, hashtag review, hashtag pixie cut, would be a group of tags that might make that findable to someone who was looking for a pixie cutter in the Chicago metropolitan area. See how that works. Blog posting. If you post a blog, sharing your reviews in blog posts is a great way to be putting fresh content up on your website. Um, you know, when we talk about reviews and we talk about sound bites and we talk about Twitter being short and snappy, what about Snapchat? And what about TikTok? Again, two platforms that lend themselves to timeliness and short duration. So lots and lots of places you can place these reviews to create exposure. The power of social proof is something you will definitely wish to harness to help you build and grow your business. And then using those testimonials, those reviews in creative ways is a fabulous way to create exposure, positive mention, and business growth. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to read right back with our Technique of the Week. I very much appreciate you being here, listening to the podcast with me on a weekly basis. And if you enjoy the podcast, you'd enjoy a lot of the things that we share online on my Patreon page as a part of my tribe, my online community. Patreon.com slash Ivan Zoot. The link is in the description for the podcast. Please take a moment, click there, go there, look around and see all the good things that we have to offer daily, weekly, and monthly in support of individuals just like you who are trying to build and grow their business in the business of cutting hair. Join the tribe. I'd love to have you there, and I want to help you get going, getting growing. Thanks for listening. Now, 
back to the podcast. Okay, welcome back and welcome to the final portion of the podcast, as has been the tradition in this eight-part series, Technique of the Week. This is something active, practical, usable that you can put into practice today as soon as you hear it behind your haircut chair to help you build and grow business. And this technique is what I call the four most powerful words in the beauty and barber business. I think they're probably the four most powerful words in business of any kind. The words are, I thought of you. I thought of you. You know, when it comes to our haircut clients, there are some clients that in between visits, we don't think about that often. I think there are some other clients that we actively work hard to try to forget. Let's be honest. But I thought of you. When used properly, not insincerely, not dishonestly, but when used properly, I thought of you, is a sweet sound to a client's ears. You know, here's a few examples for how we use I thought of you. Maybe you attended a cutting class. Maybe you learned a new technique. Maybe there's a new hot and trendy haircut. As part of a consultation, when talking to your client, you know, I attended a class. I saw a technique. I've been turned on to this new exciting haircut and there's the drum roll, I thought of you. Oh my God, you thought of me? Really? You thought of me? Tell me. You've got somebody's attention in a big way. Somebody's going to be very interested in hearing what you have to say and very well may be very interested in acting on the information that you share. I thought of you can also be a powerful technique for the sale of products. When it comes to new product, I thought of you was one of my favorite techniques. When a new product would be introduced, when I was introducing a new product in my line or bringing on a new product in a line from a brand that I did business with, I would always order two dozen pieces. Now for some salons, that's nothing. And for other salons, it feels like a lot. But I put 12 pieces on the shelf. I would have a new tag to draw attention to it. I would put it out there. I meant to do business with it. 12 went on the shelf, but 12 stayed behind in the back room. And when a client was in my chair who was a good candidate for that product, you know first and foremost, I firmly believe, we do not suggest or recommend anything to anyone that is not right for them, that is not good for them, that will not be helpful and valuable to them. But when you have a client for whom this product is good and right and helpful, you say to the client, hang on a second. You excuse yourself from the chair, you run to the back room, you grab one of those 12 bottles from the box underneath the counter, and you bring it out and you hand it to them and you say, this new product came in the other day and, that was the drum roll again, this new product came in the other day and, I thought of you. I set one aside for you in back because I wanted to make sure you had an opportunity to take a look at it. Now you have your product conversation. You set a product aside for them. You thought, you really did. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong when those 12 products come in. You put 12 up front, you got 12 in the back. Make a list, look at your appointment book for the next five or six days and ask yourself of the people in the book, who is this product right for? And write their name on a piece of paper. For, you know what, write their name on a post-it note and stick post-it notes on the bottles. When you bring that bottle out front with a post-it note on it that says Betsy on the post-it note and you hand it to Betsy with the post-it note still stuck on it, that product is purchased before the conversation has happened. 
It was theirs. It was set aside. It was designated because I thought of you, because I had you in mind for this, because it was so right for you. The single most important thing to understand and recognize with this concept is it must be executed from a position of absolute truth and sincerity. And I don't think that's difficult for us because we truly do want people to be happy with the products and the services that they buy. Try it out though. I thought of you. You know, when I was putting this podcast together, I thought of you and I said, what can I do to help them build and grow their business? I think a technique like this is something that they can use with their clients that can have a real positive impact on their bottom line. So please try it out today with a client and see how well it works. And please post a review on the podcast and send me a note and let me know what you think. I'd appreciate some feedback and those testimonials could be very valuable to me to help me build and grow my business. Because if it works for you, it works for me. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again here next week. Have a great day.